Hello, scary dolls. Hello. Hi. I'm Angie. I'm Ashley. I'm Gato. And we are Scary Not Scary Podcast. Woo! Welcome. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings. I need it. Greetings. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me start off by saying <laughs> I was locked up. <laughs> For 48 hours. Let, let me just say. It was more than that. No, it was like five days. Five days. Uh, just kidding. No. Let me just say 2020 for me has been a disaster. <laughs> no, what the hell is going on We're in 2020? In. We're only, yeah. <laughs> We're only in February and like shit has gone down. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Yeah, okay. we had to bail her out. Yeah, they wouldn't let me out, literally. <laughs> I was like locked up in there. So... Last Sunday, after we recorded episode 16, literally like a few hours later, I was in so much pain that Tim had to call the ambulance and they had to wheel me out. And then I was admitted. I didn't eat for almost 48 hours. I didn't like eat my first full meal until Friday. I had emergency surgery. So basically I had gallstones and one gallstone fell into my pancreas, which caused me to get pancreatitis. So then my levels are super high. My surgeon thought my pancreas was damaged. All this crazy stuff happened. It was scary and I'm cursed. Oh, <laughs> it was a week. So what's going to happen today? I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep a monitor on you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm almost 30. I'm not 30 yet. But God knows what hap- what's going to happen when I'm actually 30. Me, me and God will take shifts yeah. to watch you. I literally felt like I was on my deathbed in the hospital. Like my team came to see me. So I was I was admitted in the hospital that me and God will work at. So like all of my coworkers were coming up and seeing me. <laughs> So I was laying down in the bed and my team comes and there's like five of them and they're all standing around my bed. And I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in my deathbed right now. Y'all need to sit, like somebody needs to sit down or something. Like, <laughs> horrible. Oh, oh my But gosh. she made it. I made it. I'm she here. I'm here. alive. I'm a little bit special needs right now. Having to like move around. <laughs> special yeah. needs. I can't pick up my baby for a while. That's hard, but yeah. it's okay. I'm out of there. Yeah. Thank but God. But we need you healthy. Being in the hospital is not fun. <laughs> okay. I walk in and she's watching Ghost Adventures. Oh, yeah. I'm like, how are you watching I Ghost sure Adventures? Was. Nobody like, here has access to that. I was all curled up like on the on the bed, like watching Ghost Adventures. She walks in. Oh, I see. I see what you're doing while I'm, I'm working. All, <laughs> I'm all scoot over. <laughs> I sure was. That's and funny. then I was watching Paranormal Caught on Tape. Or oh, calling yeah. camera. Ashley That's, was watching that with me. That's yeah. why I'm like, how are you watching these? These are channels accessible to other patients. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Special treatment. to me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was a very special patient mm-hmm. while I was there. I bet. True that. Everybody was like, whatever you need, just let me know whatever you need. I'm like, can you get me hot Cheetos? <laughs> no? Okay. No. They're like, okay, no. you're pushing it. I know. <laughs> like my like this my surgeon that was somebody that we work with that um was actually my surgeon. I requested him and he was like, Yeah, you know, just text me if you need anything. And so I texted him, I was like, Can I have food? Can you bring me food? I need food. He's like, Nope, sorry, you have to be MPO. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> no damn. food. But I'm here, I'm alive, we're here, we're ready. 2020 has been a disaster for me so far, and it's only February, but it's okay. It'll get better. It'll be good from now on. I have 11 yeah. months to go. <laughs> Let's <laughs> see what happens. 11 months to make it right. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Well. Well. Uh, what? Ashley yawned. 
Sorry. Don't yawn. I'm, I'm gonna hungry. yawn. Oh my god, okay. I'm gonna. I yawn. feel it coming. <laughs> Don't look at me. Uh, it went away. Okay, <laughs> we're all just really hungry. We just got out of work. It's a Tuesday. We don't. Why well, didn't record? Oh yeah. Oh my bad. <laughs> Mandy didn't. Damn. <laughs> I'm kind of low key jealous. Like right? I want pancreatitis too. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to get kidding. my gallbladder taken out too. Yeah. Maybe I'll lose some weight. Can you? We won't be able to eat spicy stuff. Oh hell no. Never mind. I know. I'll I keep love it. spicy stuff. Girl. So like I. So like. Basically, my restrictions are like be careful with eating spicy stuff and fatty foods. So fatty foods is like fast food. So I have no to be pizza. careful. Yeah, and pizza was like the last thing that I ate. And now when I think about pizza, I'm like I'm scared to eat it. Yeah, yeah. Like PTSD. Oh, don't look at me, pizza. <laughs> don't look at me, pizza. No, I want no. Extra, I want I want extra crispy thin crust with a little bit of cheese. <laughs> cheese on there just a little like, just a spoonful dinner. of sauce just like <laughs> barely like a tap of sauce on there <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah. okay yeah so enough about um 2020 being a disaster with mm. me true um so let me just throw you guys a hint of what we're going to be talking about this episode beep boop beep boop beep Ashley has the foil cap on. <laughs> My God. My head looks like a Hershey's kiss. Just think of signs. <laughs> She's trying to contact the aliens. <laughs> I did not expect you to show up with that. I told you I was. I sent you the little gif. Oh my oh, god. That's why you sent it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I'm think like, you were going to show up wearing it though. <laughs> oh my god. So and Honestly though, it looks like a big Hershey's kiss. It does. Her head. No, but Drew was scared to see you because I was like, oh my god, what are you wearing? And Drew's in the, he's over here in the studio setting everything up and he's like, he has his like hand over his eye and he's like I don't want to look at her I'm scared to look at her I was like Drew look at your sister he goes just the fact that you told me look at my sister and not look at Ashley just tells me that she looks ridiculous <laughs> he knows he turned around he's like oh you look like her she kissed <laughs> my favorite you look extra cute today though thanks so we decided to go outer space this week mm-hmm yes because we love the aliens. Yeah. You know us. We like to mix things up. I'm so, so excited. God was really excited. She's like shaking in her chair right now. I am. I just love aliens so much. They she are has, pretty cool. I'm fucking jealous. All these people get abducted and <laughs> like not me. I'm over here waiting on top of the roof every night. She's like, oh, nothing. She like sends out radio. They're like, oh no, we don't want that one. She's this too crazy for this us. This one's clingy. I don't like her. <laughs> no, they're going to be like, oh no, if we abduct her, we're going to have to keep her. She'll find a way back. <laughs> oh, you're going to be like oh, the mommy, girl. Me. <laughs> the girl from Scary Movie. <laughs> She's like, wait. Wait oh my me. god you're, you're gonna be like that girl from independence day where she's standing on the roof and she's like hi <laughs> that's me welcome welcome oh my god i would probably invite him like over like welcome to my crib this is where i sleep <laughs> like my dad my dad too he's like man aliens i love aliens man like i just want to see aliens and i'm like what is wrong with you your dad's so cool man he's just like a rock <laughs> rock and roll dude he, my dad, my dad really is a rock and roll dude. He has long hair, <laughs> really long hair. He thinks he's Indian. He's not. Dad, you're not Indian. <laughs> you could be whoever you want. <laughs> he can be whoever he wants to be. I guess. Okay. You're not Indian though. <laughs> She's like, let me make that clear. 
So, <laughs> aliens. Beep, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> yeah, we're like some robots. Okay, look, so we're just like going to jump into it because Gato has like five pages out. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to get through mine as fast as I can. No. I promise you. We no, take our, no, that's where we're, we're starting. We're going to try. We're trying to keep the chatting to the, a minimal. But there's a lot that Gato wants to talk about. Oh my so, god, this isn't even this is, a lot. This is Gato's episode. She's super excited mm-hmm. about it. Oh, it is my episode. It is your episode. I'm like upset. That's why you're going last this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go last. <laughs> you guys, but really, like, I had way more pages, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, I need to simmer down. There's other people in the podcast. <laughs> I know. I was like, simmer down, are you girl. talking about this? Yeah, I'm talking about that. Sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm over this episode. <laughs> I was literally ready to quit. I was like, y'all can record without me. <laughs> oh, shush. We would not do that. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to start the podcast. I'd be like, uh, uh, hi. Hola, buenos dias. Just start <laughs> speaking Spanish. Just turn it into a novella. <laughs> Por qué? How do you say aliens in Spanish? Um, you can say marcianos or you can say extraterrestres. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we'll say extraterrestres. What? Okay, just say marciano. Mar- marciano. Marciano. There you go. Marciano. I'm like the worst Look, Hispanic, we're Hispanic ever. Me and Ashley are Hispanic, but we don't speak Spanish. Carlos is a Spanish speaker. Oh, yeah. I'm straight up from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I asked born. her to teach me, but she does sometimes. I do sometimes, but then I'm she like... She teaches me the bad words. No. <laughs> I'm like, cabrona. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first word she ever learned, I think. When I was little, cabrona. And then my grandma, don't say that word. Why? Cabrona. Why can't I say it? Cabrona, cabrona. And I think it was pinche. My grandpa, what did you say? I was like, pinche. He's laughing. And then I think I said it to my grandma. Don't say that word. I was like, oh, it's a bad word. Grandpa was laughing. (laughs) All ratting him out. Oh, man. Those are the first words you ever learned, though. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Okay. (laughs) And this week... Our foil hat wearer is going to go first. Aliens. Aliens. They are among us. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So I have a few things that I thought were pretty cool. And there's one interesting thing that I found yesterday. But it was like on one of those, what is it, that um, ancient history episodes Mm -hmm. that would come out. So I had to actually go and search for that one. That one's actually kind of crazy. Anyways, so the first one is going to be about Betty and Barney Hill. So they had an abduction back in 1961 in September. So basically, they are saying that their abduction pretty much set the tone for how all abduction stories are are like said and like um, recorded today. Because back in the 1960s, they were an interracial couple. So a lot of people were very skeptical about their abduction because they were like, oh, well, you know, they're an interracial couple in the 1960s. They just wanted to get some sort of like attention, you know, in a time that like, you know, that wasn't really heard of. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so um, back that night in September of 1961, they were driving down. They they took like a little hiatus like from work and they were driving down like this long road in the country. And they saw a strange light in the sky and it seemed to like follow them. So um, Barney was driving the husband and um, he said that no matter what he took. So he would take like little, you know, zigzags. Mm-hmm. He would try to like see back if it was roads. following. Yeah, back roads. And it just looked like he w- it was following them. 
So, um, they thought it was weird and it started to grow larger and brighter with each mile that they were going. So they had stopped at a diner. Where was this at? Hold on. I totally skipped over that. Um, this was in New Hampshire. I think it was. Yeah. New Hampshire. So basically they were taking a little hiatus um, vacation and they were leaving this little diner and they were leaving around like 10 o'clock at night and they were going to reach their house in New Hampshire around like two or three in the morning. So it's late at night. There's no there's not a lot of cars or anything on the road. And they say it's just like a bobbing light like in the in the sky. So um, their story is actually in a book called The Interrupted Journey. Um, their book, they collaborated with author John Fuller and, and it came out in like 1966, I believe. So like five years after this all took place, because basically their story blew up after this, because before this story, um, they were saying like abduction stories were very friendly. You know, they never like um, said anything about aliens really abducting people or anything like that. Like it was all very kind of just like nice stuff. So theirs was the first one that kind of like struck everybody by a surprise. Still, when they were driving and they noticed the light, they kind of just assumed that it was like a satellite or something. And so they kind of like went with that. But like Barney had said, like it just kept following them and he would like do zigzags and it would go behind like the trees and the like the moons and the mountain ridges so he knew that it wasn't like a satellite or anything like that but he didn't want to freak out his wife so he kind of just you know let it go so um about 70 miles past the diner so once they were already 70 miles from the diner um this, the light or the satellite whatever they thought it was started to hover above a couple of treetops and so they took this as the opportunity because it kind of just like went away from the road and went like, you know, kind of like this mm-hmm. on the treetops. And so they pulled over and Barney got out of the car. And for some reason, he took a gun with him just in case. So um, he starts running towards the thing to see what it is. And when he gets up to it, he says that he described it as a as big as a jet, but it was round and flat like a pancake. And so he tried to um, lift his pistol, like to shoot at it, but there wasn't a person there, but he said that there was like a voice like inside his head that told him to put, you know, the gun down and he had like binoculars, but they said, put your gun down, but don't put your binoculars down. So Mm. he was, I guess they wanted to be seen by him or something. So um, he said that on this like pancake shaped jet thing, it was like a row of windows in there. And behind the windows was um, gray uniform beans seemed to look right at him. Like there was like maybe about four or five of them behind the windows just staring at him. So he took off and started yelling <laughs> and screaming <laughs> and ran back to the car. As one um, should. As one should. Yes. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> and, um, okay. <laughs> they get in the car and he was like, he, they just took off like down the road. Right. But they didn't get very far. And then Betty, for some reason, like turned back and like, you know, put her head like out the window because she saw something. And right at that moment, they heard um, loud rhythmic beep sounds coming from their trunk. And then at that very moment, both the couple both said that they started to feel instantly drowsy and they lost consciousness. So they, Mm. you know, passed out. So they get back home a few hours later, but they were very puzzled because they didn't know how they had gotten home. 
So when they got home, um, Benny's Benny's. I said Benny. You're thinking of Benny. Benny. Barney's, um, the husband, his shoes were like scuffed and had like mud on them. Mm-hmm. Um, both of their watches had stopped working. Like at, it didn't say the time that they had arrived home. It was like a Different hours time. before. Um, and then Betty's dress was like dirty and ripped and they don't know how that happened. Like at all. Mm. Yeah. So, um, both of the couple... They didn't think anything of it. They really didn't kind of talk about it for like a year or two. Um, But they both started suffering from like dreams, like very disturbing dreams. Um, And then Barney actually started developing anxiety and an ulcer. And so they decided to seek mental help. Um, And they met with a psychiatrist and neurologist, Benjamin Simon. And um, he's basically the one that kind of helped them and bring their story like to light. So they kind of like pieced back together what had happened. And um, this is what they came up with when they started going back into their um, mind, I guess. So the vessel, he said, had landed on the car and put them to sleep. And then these gray beans had walked them up a long ramp into like a spacecraft. And once they were inside, Barney and Betty were separated. Um, but they took turns going into one examination room and it had curved walls and it had a one large light hanging from the ceiling. And each of them were asked to climb up on this metal table, but the table was really short for Barney. So his legs like kind of like hung over the side. Um, during the examinations, the beans removed Betty and Barney's clothes and they plucked strands of their hair and they took clippings of their nails and scraped off like their skin. Each sample was placed on a clear material, but it wasn't like a glass slide or anything. It was just Mm -hmm. clear. And then needles were connected to long wires, but the the wires probed their heads, their arms, their legs, and even like one in their spine. One large needle was around like four to six inches long, and they put that needle into Betty's belly. Oh, yeah. I guess it was like a pregnancy test, I guess. Um, but it left her like in pain, so she couldn't take it. Um, throughout this whole examination, there was one um, being that was called the leader. And so he basically like watched from the side and was like observing everything. So after this examination, Betty claims that she was left alone um, with the leader. And Betty asked her, uh, you know, where where they were like she's like, are where are we? Like, I don't know much about like the universe or anything like that. Like, where exactly are we? And then the leader replied to her, well, if you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point in in telling you where I am. She's like later under hypnosis that Betty was actually able to draw a map like a star map that showed where the ship was at. Yeah. But I thought this thing was kind of funny. Um, so <laughs> after so Betty went first in the examination is what they said, because then after that, Barney went and the, the um, beings got really excited because they all started rushing back into the room um, because they found out that Barney could remove his teeth. But he had dentures. Oh, <laughs> So they 
didn't understand like what what was happening that they were dentures so they were so excited and they were struggling to like understand like what oh, what is this can you imagine those little cuties <laughs> they're they're sitting there they're like clacking his teeth yeah. together like <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine what if one of them like tried to tried it on oh my god look at me I'm human <laughs> oh my god my hat fell off. So okay. the aliens pushed it off and said, stop making fun of us. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, honeys. Um, so yeah, so this is why their story was basically like the first one that people were like, oh my God, because it was so detailed and they were able to like recall some things that had happened to them. Mm-hmm. But then no other abduction story before this really talked about like being probed or being like, you know, skin getting scraped off or like things like that. It was more of just like some visits like, oh, we saw strange lights or, oh, I did. I met an alien, but it was nothing like this. Like mm-hmm. they were taken without their will. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I it, it started becoming like widely um, publicized. So basically because of this, um, once their story became better known, abduction accounts shared certain characteristics such as like medical examinations. A lot of them like started saying, OK, well, yeah, like I was also too like examined mm-hmm. missing time and um aliens with large head and big eyes so mm-hmm. after this like more people i guess started coming mm-hmm. forward or ones after this abduction that's when like you started noticing that a lot of the abduction stories kind of like all had the same information i guess but it also um is where it got the name dubbed the grays in the um And the UFO circles. And then um, they became classic sci-fi staples in personal accounts and pop culture. And they even um, helped with the close encounters of the third kind and shows like The X-Files. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So their their abduction story story. inspired all of that. Mm -hmm. It helped kind of like pave the way for like a new way. What year did this happen again? 1961 was their abduction. But in 1966 is when that book came out. Like they shared their story. So mine was the story I have happened like almost 10 years later. Wait, what year did yours happen? 1966. Mine's from 1947. Oh, damn. Oh. Oh, damn. Sorry. <laughs> you know me. But was yours an interracial couple? I don't think so. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that one was um Dude, that pretty is interesting. The cutest story I've ever heard. I just imagine the little aliens like, <laughs> in and out like a puzzle. Like, just, <laughs> just playing with his mouth. <laughs> but I so I've never personally I thought this one was cool because I've never personally like heard an abduction story or seen one that like you talk to the alien like yeah. that like have a conversation like the alien was fucking rude i wonder no, if like the alien was actually like, talking to them or like talking in their minds because i read like Maybe. a lot of encounter stories where like the aliens are talking but, but their like their mouths moving. aren't moving yeah. they hear it in their head so i wonder Maybe. how she was communicating was a leader a girl or a guy it didn't say i don't know it didn't say it just said the leader mm. the leader yeah. Maybe they don't have genders maybe not think. I, I don't know, know because there was another I don't want to dive into more because <laughs> there we was another one that I saw um or that I yeah that I read about later on and it was like this guy got abducted and um but a I guess girl alien because he said it was a girl basically came and like had sex with him and then oh, hello. like that was it yeah like he said <laughs> that the alien started like putting like 
this stuff on his body, like what he said, like jelly or like some sort of like thing. Loop. Maybe. <laughs> and then she came over and like started like helping out, I guess, and then touched him his in areas and then climbed on top of him. Yeah. And then after she, he said that after she was done, <laughs> that's like PTSD, like that movie Splice. That was like literally oh mine and Tim's God. first date that really? we ever went on. And we saw this movie Splice and it was literally like an alien porno. <gasps> Yum. I'm wow. just kidding. No, it was, just like, <laughs> no. It was so disturbing. Like, and I just like went back to that movie and I'm like, no, no, oh no, it was gosh. disturbing. Was it grape flavor jelly? I'm he just kidding. Was, <laughs> he was kind of like upset that he was used. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, after they were God. like done that she just like got off and like left real quickly. And then that's when he was like, what the hell? Like I was just used. You're like, not oh going to give me your number? Oh yeah. my like, God. He was, did he want her to cuddle with him? Like, I guess. God. I don't know. Oh my God. He wanted some cuddles. Aww. He's like, oh, at least give me your number. <laughs> give me your coordinates. <laughs> your coordinates. <laughs> Abduct me anytime, baby. <laughs> so I just have a few more. Um, so a brief history of alien dreams. Okay. <gasps> okay. I need to know about this one. <laughs> I love so it. So this one I'm not so sure about. But um, in 1899, Nikola Tesla notices rhythmic sounds on the radio receiver and convinced their communications from Martians. Oh, yeah. And I, I've like read a couple of that, like where people like will on their radios, like especially back then, like the frequency, um, it would get caught like in certain. I heard that about the baby monitors too, but yeah. like the old school ones where yeah. it was like the, um, like the walkie talkie ones. Yeah, those, yeah. Yeah. That a lot of people would pick up like strange sounds and like voices. Yeah. Ooh. That one's the creepiest one. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1924, at the request of David Todd, former head of the astronomy department at Amherst College, the Navy agrees to limit unnecessary radio communications from its large base for one day so that he can listen for alien signals as Mars passes closer to the Earth than it's been in over a century. Mm. So he actually got the Navy to stop their communication so that he could listen for um aliens um in 18 i mean in 1969 jimmy carter actually um the candidate for the georgia for georgia governor at the time he saw um strange lights in the sky uh in 1992 nasa formally begins its own seti program so it's basically like an alien program but then in 93, it was eliminated. So obviously it didn't do a good job. And then in 2016, breakthrough listen launches. Basically, it will collect as much data in a day as that SETI program collected in one year. So they're able to like get to the aliens quicker, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then the craziest of them all, which I'm not sure if I believe or not uh, hit me i believe okay so 50 <laughs> years ago 50 50 years ago um a stone was thrown by a shepherd into a cave that led to what some have called the greatest archaeological discovery of the 20th century so basically this shepherd throws like a, a stone into the cave like just you know like skipping rocks and then he hears it like echo and like hit pottery and inside this pottery was actually um, manuscripts and scrolls, pretty much. And it led them to 11 different other caves that had 
pottery with scrolls and manuscripts in them. So basically, um, they were copies of portions of the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. What? So this is this is why I like I don't know very, very, very much because it I kind of believe it, but then I kind of don't. So basically, they were saying that the whole Noah and Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. Totally different from what we know. Oh, like they retold everything? Yeah. Like, because um, they had technology back then to read the scrolls because you know how they're all in like Hebrew and all that kind of. So um, they had scans of the scrolls. And with the technology now, they're able to go back and like really look at them and see what they say. So basically, Noah's Ark wasn't a boat. It was a pyramid. Basically, it was saying that, um, you know how like the, I guess the bones of the boat, like, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically that was all gathered at the top of this boat, I guess. I don't know what it was, but basically it's saying that it was a pyramid shape, not a, a boat. So they were saying, could he be like an alien? Because when he was born uh, within the scripts, it says that he had glowing eyes. And that his skin was like, I don't know if it really was glowing, but that it was like glowing. Like he had glowing skin and he had weird shaped eyes that were glowing as well when he was born. And that his father, I guess, his dad was questioning his mom because apparently way, 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 way back then, um, like the gods would come down and like have sex like with the women and then therefore demigods kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i was like going back and forth because i'm like well is he a demigod or is he like an alien but also back then a lot of like um pictures and stuff that they found within those caves and on the pottery and stuff shows like alien like looking people yeah i've seen pictures of those caves they look like aliens yeah they look like aliens but then some people are like they're aliens and some people are like no like those are the gods because gods would like you know come down and you know like it also kind of makes you wonder like when they say the gods from above came down like are they really talking about aliens yeah. or are they talking about the gods exactly <laughs> yeah i get it yeah i'm kind of like back and forth about it yeah so, like, so that's why like people are kind of like well was noah really like an alien was conspiracy. he a god was he like <laughs> yeah and then his ship his boat wasn't really a boat it was shaped like a pyramid according to these scrolls yeah, they're called the Dead Sea Scrolls in case y'all want to look it up. Kind of makes you Dead like want to build a time machine and like try to go back in time and like, I want to see it for myself. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like reading all of this like in here and I'm just like, what? So the gods don't come down no more? I'm just kidding. <laughs> God was like, because I'm ready. I'll have Zeus. your baby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, like that's no. all I got. The gods think that humans are too dirty now. <laughs> oh yeah, the, especially San Antonio ones. <laughs> During fiesta time, yeah. Oh, for real. Oh my gosh. Then yeah, that's all I got on aliens. So Noah may or may not have been an alien. Who knows? Ooh. Interesting. It kind of changes and shifts things, but I, I could kind of see how like it, it's real easy to be skeptic. Because yeah. then it could kind of shift your beliefs. Yeah. And it's like especially it being like a, a and it's like Hebrew stories Bible. that we grew up with, you know what I mean? Mhm. Yeah. The Bible because stories. a lot of a lot of the scrolls in there actually help contributed to what the Hebrew Bible right. and everything is now. 
Yeah. So I'm like, oh, is it true? <laughs> I don't know. I know. And then like too, like a lot of people go in and revise the Bible a lot. So it's kind of like, like what? now you don't even know. Yeah. yeah. What's and I'm, I'm not I'm not saying like I don't believe in what's in the Bible. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like people have gone in, like others have gone in and added their own versions of it and like little stories and stuff. So it's kind of like, well, what was the very first Bible? What did it look like? Is that is that it? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I feel was like it it's stuff. Not to be like weird or make controversial, but I feel like it's like a big game of telephone. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because everything's yeah. passed down. Yeah. And, I mean, the scans, what if they're really not reading exactly what it says? Mm-hmm. That too. True. It's kind of like if you want to start a book, a Bible of like for you and your family and like throughout the generations, it could change. Yeah. Or stuff could be added. Yeah. Taken out. But then now I'm thinking... If his boat was shaped like a pyramid, how the hell did he get all those animals up there? Like that's a pyramid is not enough room unless it's a big ass pyramid. Unless it's like Hermione's purse <laughs> and the tent. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. You're like, he's an alien. Home. We got to throw Harry Potter in every episode somehow. <laughs> he's an alien. He got to make it work. Oh, my gosh. So we are going to travel back to 1973 in Pasigula, Mississippi. Mm. Okay. So on October 11th, 1973, two men, Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker Jr. were fishing on the banks of Pasigula River and claimed they were abducted by aliens. The night of the abduction, witnesses who were working at the sheriff's the sheriff's department stated that both Charles and Calvin were frantic. Um, they told authorities that they both had just been abducted by aliens. Both men had puncture wounds in one arm. Investigators tried catching both men in lies, so they separated the two men, put them in two different rooms after they got the story from both of them, and like did that method, you know, where they say, "Okay, tell me the story again." Okay, tell me it again. Made it tell them like five times and say, "Okay, now start from." the end and tell me from the beginning and I start from the middle tell me from the beginning okay start from the middle tell me from the end like you know what I mean like made them mix up the story and basically what happened was they're like okay well we're getting the same story let's put these two men through polygraphs Mm -hmm. of course both men passed the polygraphs so the night the that night of the abduction both men decided to go fishing after work at an abandoned boat lunch and they stayed till after the sun went down Charles said that he was getting ready to get more bait and then he heard like a zipping sound through the sky. So he said that he looked up in the sky and he saw this blue light. And at this point, Calvin had looked up too and saw the same light. And they both kind of looked at each other like, what the hell? Like, what is that? Um, so the there is a blue flashing light in the sky and then um, the object was about 30 feet long with like a little dome on top of it but they couldn't make sense of what it was um, they said that it hoovered over the ground for a little while and then two small creatures emerged and at this point when they saw the two small creatures they said that they were paralyzed they couldn't move they couldn't speak they just like their eyes were just kind of like moving back and forth they're trying to talk to each other and like both said that they were trying to run away but they were just it was almost like they were frozen in time they couldn't explain it damn um so they said that the creatures um grabbed them and um pulled them towards the light and they said that the creatures they had like pincer type claws that like punctured into their skin like into their arm (gasps) to make them float up so they're thinking that's how they got those puncture wounds um in their arms so um it the it put them up in the sky they said that they remember being like 
when they were floating up in the sky, they were like in some kind of like an examination eye. They said it was like this big eye peering down at them and it had like this mechanical sound going on. They're not sure how long they were there. Um, it, it was almost like they lost track of time. And then before they knew it, um, they were dropped off back by the boat, but they were inside the boat. They were kind of like thrown like in like the field. And then they took off running for help after that happened. Um, and that's when they went to the police station and reported it. So um, the sheriff, um, his name is Glenn Ryder, told the Post in 1975. Oh, and this is from um, Washington Post. Um, so the Post um, went ahead and interviewed everybody. And Glenn Ryder, the sheriff captain, stated, we did everything we knew to try to break their stories. And no matter what we tried, their stories, their stories were the same. Mm-hmm. They're telling the truth. So basically, their stories hit news nationally overnight. It's like every reporter, every um, alien enthusiast, um, every um, professor, college, everybody went to Pasagula to like interview them. Um, So there is news conferences, um, cameras were thrown in their faces, UFO investigator from Northwestern University flew down to check out their stories, skeptics called them liars. Um, People said that, um, yeah, people said that Charles had like an episode and was um, pretty much saying that he had like a psychotic episode and didn't know what he was saying and that he he was having like a mental breakdown. Um, Other people said that um, that Charles. No, I'm sorry. um, That Calvin was that Calvin was asleep and he was just having like a sleep paralysis episode or he was just having like a super vivid dream. Um, And then he was just also going along with what Calvin was saying. I'm sorry, what what Charles was saying, because he was so young. Um, So, you know, people are just like throwing like stuff. All the skeptics, you know how the skeptics Mm -hmm. are. like They talk crap. So basically, that's what they're doing. A lot of believers flooded in. Um, a lot of people, people's heads were wrapped in aluminum foil, like Ashley. Yay. Oh, Lord. So a lot of these believers who, like Otto, wanted to be abducted too and wanted the aliens to abduct them so they could understand like their nature. Um, they were literally like camping out where they were abducted on the banks of the river with their tin foil hats and like kind of like looking up in the sky and like waiting, waiting for them to come back. And of course, they never did. <laughs> So Charles Hickson at the time was 42. Um, He was well known in the community. Um, He also um, was because he was well known in the community. He handled the media very well. So he was very open to um, retelling the story to whoever would listen. Yeah. And then he eventually wrote a book. Um, He wrote a book and it was published in 1983. Um. A lot of people say that he was trying to get famous and trying to get rich off of the story, um, but it, it never happened. He wrote the book, but it didn't really do that well in sales. Um, eventually, it died down and people kind of forgot about the story. <laughs> God, all the aliens are coming for you. Okay, cool. I'm ready. Put that. Put that. <laughs> Wait, no. Her bun's too big. <laughs> yeah, I have a big bun. That's a plane, by the way. We're buying a... Buy a- Air facility Ford. with a lot of I'm airplanes. On Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> it's Air Force. Yeah. It's Air Force Base. 
Calvin Parker, on the other hand, he was like 18 or 19 at the time. Um, he just arrived to Pasagula. He wanted to earn some money so that way he can go back home and get married. So he was raising money for his marriage Aww. and for his future wife. Aww. So he left to go because where he was working at at the time in Pasagula, he was making extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why he was there in the first place. And he got close with um, Charles. And so they were like almost best friends. Um, so he was like 18 or 19 at the time. Um, he did say that he told media that he passed out while all this happened um, and he couldn't remember what happened afterwards. So he told his first initial story to the authorities. And then when the media started coming on and when their story hit national news, then he kind of changed it and was like, well, I was passed out. I really don't know what happened. Like, go and ask um, Calvin. Was it Calvin? I get their names mixed up. Charles. Charles. Yeah. He was like, yeah, go and ask Charles. Like, I really can't remember what happened. Um, so that was, he did say, he did say to the Washington Post that that was the only lie that he ever told. Um, he said that he does remember what, what happened. He was just so young and terrified at the time. He was scared of what people were going to think of him. He didn't know what his family was going to think. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what his future wife was going to think. Mm-hmm. So it was a secret that he kept in for like years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did didn't really say much, but he did say, um, so in Washington Post, they did do a recent, um, uh, like an update, uh, interview with him in last year, I think it was June of 2019. Um, and he did say that that night after they went and reported their abduction to the authorities that that night that he went home and he was scared that the aliens put some kind of like drug in him or like doused him with like some kind of chemical. So he said that night he bathed himself in bleach um, and that he was scrubbing his skin so hard that his skin was burning, but that's how terrified he was. He wasn't sure like what they did to him or like what they doused him in, in but that's how scary, that's how scared he was. Oh, my God. Um, So he said a few weeks later, he skipped town. Um, He got married. He picked up work in the oil fields. um, And whenever somebody recognized him at a job, he would quit and move on to the next. That's how like terrified he was. And that's how traumatizing it was. The experience was for him. Um, Calvin, who is now in his 60s, um, he came out of hiding. He basically wrote a book in 2018 called Passage. Pasagula, The Close Encounter. He came out with a second book in 2019. And this one's called um, The Story Continues, New Evidence and New Witnesses. Um, and fun fact, both are free and Kindle Unlimited. So you can download them and read them now. Really? I already downloaded them. Yeah, I haven't got to read them. But <laughs> yeah, they're free on Kindle Unlimited. Both of them. Wow. Yeah. So June 22nd, 2019, the riverbank where the both knit, where both men were abducted. Um, got a historical marker, what? calling it one of the best documented cases of alien abductions. Wow. Dang. So after decades of avoiding the media attention, Calvin Parker was there for the dedication. Unfortunately, Charles Hickens, um, Hickson died in 2011, so he wasn't there. Mm. But um, this is a picture of Calvin and his family. Cutie. And I'll put it on our Instagram Aww, for everybody to see. What a cute. Yeah, and that's the historical marker that they put up wow. there. I love little old that's people. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. Like that's that. really cool. Yeah. So after the marker was put up, new witnesses emerged. One of these witnesses was Joey Nelson. 
He stated that him and his friends did not report or say anything about what they saw because they were afraid of what people would think. They don't want people to think that they were crazy. So Joey mm-hmm. Nelson at the time was 25. Um, he traveled to make money playing pool. Um, he said that he and his two friends were driving on US 90 on their way to win some money on um to win some money that night. Um and it was actually the same highway along the riverbank where um, Charles and Calvin said that they got abducted. It was maybe like a few miles away, but that highway views that river. Oh. Yeah. So um, Nelson said that he was on the front pa- passenger seat and he saw something that he had never seen before. He said it was like this big light of like orb, like this orb of light in the air just floating. And he was kind of like, what the hell is that? You know, that thing right there. So um they pulled over to see what it was. Um and they're like, no, it's probably nothing. It's probably just like a meteor or something. So they hopped back into the car. And at this point when they were traveling up the highway, they were going about 75 miles per hour. And they saw something again come out of the sky and it was like hoovering out hoovering um from the sky. And after a while, small the small ball of light came down right next to them. But they he said it wasn't like right next to the car. It was far away. But just the orbolite kind of like flew down. Like they knew that the orbolite kind of came down to the ground wherever it was landing. So they're thinking from hearing their story, it's when the ship sucked up Charles and Calvin. That's uh, what they saw. Yeah. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. um, they said that it was like like the width of it was from what they were standing from where they were at. It looked like about the width of a, of a beach ball. So that's how far they were. So they weren't that close. Close. They were far away, but they, they saw it. They saw that it was there. Yeah. Um, so, and he, and like in his interview, he's like, I know it sounds crazy. It seemed like they were, it seemed like it seemed like um like the light was like flashing almost like they were taking pictures of something. So after the the thing after the light came down, they saw like flashes of light coming from the orb. Um and then it just kind of zoomed off and flew away. But um he's him and his friends, he said that when him and his friends were staring at it, it was almost like they became paralyzed as they were driving. And like and he said that he wasn't sure if it was like from shock, from like they they, they couldn't believe what they were seeing or if it was just being, they're just paralyzed because they saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you know how the other two men said that when they saw their creatures, they got paralyzed or they saw the light, they were paralyzed. Mm-hmm. So they weren't sure if they were going in trance because they saw the orb of light too. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. So they said that, um, that night or the next morning, um, or the following day, they saw the news of Parker and, um, of Charles and Calvin's encounter. And it was confirmation to them that they did see something that night. So 45 years have passed and they finally decided to come out and admit what they saw that night to say, yeah, this is true. Like this is what they saw. Um, They talked to Ricky and Jimmy. Um, 
I'm sorry. Nelson said that he talked to Ricky and Jimmy, who were, who were his two friends um, that were with him that night and told them about the two guys that had said that they were abducted and that his two friends told him that he was an idiot, that he shouldn't say anything, because if they do say something, then people are going to also think that they're crazy because this, the side of the news that they were seeing was like all the skeptics coming out yeah. and saying that these two guys mm-hmm. are crazy. They were just trying to get attention and blah, blah, blah. So these group of guys didn't want to be involved in that kind of media and they didn't want that, that kind of attention either. So they just kept it quiet for 45 years, 45 years. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't real, they wouldn't have waited fucking 45 years to say it. You know what I mean? And also too, like, cause a lot of people are like, well, like, Oh, now that it's like a historical marker, they're coming out and finally saying that this happened. But I feel like if they were lying, like, how can you get the exact coordinates? You know what I mean? And like the exact highway and like just everything he said, like I wouldn't be able to make that shit up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Remember it 45 years later. Yeah. I mean, he's probably like in his sixties now too. Like, come on, I'm not going to make that up in my sixties. Yeah. Yeah. For what? Not only that, now that there's like a historical marker, there's actually like, I feel like more people that believe in evidence and when back then it's like, oh, you're crazy. Yeah. Because it's like a historical marker makes it like real. It makes it real. Just like given out. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, nothing. like back then, like it, it was a lot of like radio shows like back in the 70s. So, like when news came out, you heard it on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and, like a lot of the radio stations, like you're going to hear all the negative stuff versus yeah. all the believers out there, you know? Yeah. So there is another... um witness that came out her name is rosie nail um she is from moss point she had a similar experience that night and she was almost 300 miles away she said that um she was in i'm sorry she lives in moss point now um but that night of it the experience she was 300 miles away um and at this time she was that night she was in Bruce, Mississippi. She said that um, she was staying with one of her friends. Um, she worked at a garment factory and after work, she decided to go back to her friend's house and chill out with her girlfriends. Um, she said that she smoked. So she went outside to the back porch and she was smoking. Um, she lit up her cigarette and she was just kind of like sitting on their swing and looking up at the sky. Um, and she said that she saw a few lights flashing, which she thought maybe it was like, I don't know, like a plane or one of the stars or something. Um, and then she said that it, at one point it looked like one of the stars was falling. And then um, she said that she got up and she looked again and she noticed that the star fell like it it looked like it just fell like straight down from the sky and then she said that it started moving across from the sky it was at the two o'clock position and then it got to the 10 o'clock position another light fell and it looked like it was orbing like to the ground um and then another larger light seemed to get closer and then it got larger from where it was falling so again they're thinking that she saw the orbalite that came down that sucked up the men to examine them because at that point um she said that the dog started barking when she saw it when she was looking at it um and they were barking at like different directions like like she said that she was standing in the middle of the backyard and like all the dogs just kind of like stood up and they were like looking around and like barking everywhere and she said it almost felt like they were getting ready to attack like the dogs were getting ready to attack but like if she was surrounded by she doesn't know what because where they were at it was a remote area like it was mm-hmm. like you know the yeah. country and stuff so yeah. like they didn't have neighbors their neighbors were like miles away you yeah. know so 
she saw this orb of light and she was like, oh, like, what is that? See, I wouldn't stand there and look. I would run back inside. Well, so she said that she said that she froze and, and she froze because she was terrified and she didn't know what she was terrified about because she wasn't even sure what she was seeing. Yeah. And she was just kind of like, I I don't know what I'm seeing. So like, you know, like when you see something, you're just kind of like, in, like, she was in shock pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's how I'm taking it. She was in shock. Yeah. Um, she said that her heart, she said that, um, during her interview when she's talking, like reliving her story, she said that her heart was beating really fast and it's almost like PTSD. Like her mind went back to that night. So as she was talking to, um, the Washington Post and retelling her story that she was, she broke out in like cold sweats and like she was sitting there like fidgeting. And then, um, she was telling a story. She said it was almost like her mind went back to that night. So like she has PTSD from it. And she said that this was her first time talking about it in 45 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she said that the smaller light eventually disappeared. And then um, she saw something shot back up into the sky and then zoom off away. Um, she said the next day she was at work and she heard about um, Calvin and Charles's story on the radio and everybody at work was laughing and making fun of them and saying that they're Aww. that they're stupid guys and that they're just looking for attention again. Um, she said that she was dumbfounded because she was like, I believe them because it was too much of a coincidence for her that she saw what she saw. And then they were abducted just 300 miles away. Yeah. So and the night prior. Yeah. And so um, she said that she felt like it was time for her to finally tell her story. Um, she was brave now and that um, she's ready for people to know the truth and that um, Calvin and Charles were right. Like they were telling the truth. I commend them for being so brave and not caring what other people said and just telling people the story because there's all those other people that waited 45 years. Yeah. I wonder, though, like if they were scared because... They were like, well, they only witnessed it. So what if they were like, well, if I talk about it, what if they're going to come for me? Because yeah. I'm talking yeah. about it. Yeah, That's true. You know, they say like once you see them, you always see them. Yeah. Um. So she did say at the end of her interview and I quote, I wanted to tell Calvin, not everyone thinks he's crazy. I believe him. I believe you. End quote. Oh, oh cutie. And then Parker. um, Calvin Parker said that he is super happy that new witnesses and new believers are finally coming forward. Um, he said that he received messages from people who saw something that night. So those Nelson and Rosie weren't the only ones that came out. There was other people too that um, basically came out and said that they saw something similar that night. Um, it's almost like everybody is coming out of the woodwork, but he said that it makes him feel pretty good and that he knows that he's not the only one that saw something that most of these people are credible people. And he knew that they wouldn't be lying. And a lot of the details that they talk about, you would really have to get into like a lot of research with, especially the coordinates that they were seeing that they were at. It was all in the same area that yeah. they were reporting this. Um, he said that he was finally able to sit down and talk to his family about his experience. Um, and they all believed him. And he said that it's almost like a huge weight had been lifted off his shoulders. And that it's been, um, it's been a big life changing experience for the past 45 years, but he's happy that he's able to talk to his family about it. No, that's good. Yeah. No. So that's my story. Wow. See, I don't get why. Like, if someone told me that, like, if one of y'all told me that, I wouldn't be like, "You're stupid. You're you're an idiot." Yeah. Like that. 
because I would, really yeah. But there's a lot of people that are like that, though. Like they're too scared to say anything because they felt they're going to feel like ashamed or yeah. feel dumb or you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's I mean, I don't want to get too like crazy, but it's it kind of it's kind of the same thing. Like when people get assaulted, like mm-hmm. they don't want to say anything or speak the truth because they're afraid that they did something wrong or like people are going to say that they're stupid or they don't believe them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like the same instance, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I think it's sad that a lot of these people waited 45 years to say something. Mm -hmm. True. It's sad. At least it's out now. I know. I'm glad it's out now. And I want to read his book, both of them. It's on Kindle. It's on Kindle Unlimited. But I read, I read on the summary on there that um, <laughs> he talks about, he got permission from the people that sent him letters and emailed him about their experiences. And all of those experiences are in that second book Ooh. that he wrote. That's good. Maybe I'll, I will read. <laughs> Yay. Uh, it just has to be about aliens. <laughs> it just has to be about aliens. Ah, I'm so excited. I know you are. <laughs> She's ready. Okay. You ready? Greetings, I'm earthlings. Ready. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start a little bit. I'm going to get a little bit mathematical and scientific too. I don't so. do math, but okay. I don't do myth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dumb. I'll try to follow along. Okay. So <laughs> we have to take a pause. Yes. Because Drew said that he heard. <laughs> Yeah, coming from his headset. I think they know that I'm that I'm coming. No, it's Ashley's foil cap that she's wearing. It contacted I, them. I took it off. I it's sitting on the table now. Hello, aliens. Thank you for coming to our podcast. <laughs> scary not scary podcast. Make sure you um like and subscribe and rate it, rate and review us. Make sure you donate to our Patreon. We don't come just for free. I know. <laughs> Give us some kind of money for representing you guys. Yeah, right. repping it. Oh, okay. So I'm really excited. Um, so there was a survey conducted in 2015 by yougov.com that said 54% of America, 56% of Germany, and 52% of the UK believe in extraterrestrial intelligent life. Mm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. You did that survey, didn't you? I did. (laughs) (laughs) That was in 2015. Oh my God. Five years ago. Um, shut your mouth. I know I'm owed. <laughs> I'm going to do some. I'm going to start with sightings. I got this one off lifescience.com. It says it's one of the first sightings, not the first one, but one of the first ones. This happened June 24th, 1947. A pilot named Kenneth Arnold was flying a small plane near Mount Rainier in Washington state when he saw something strange. So directly to his left, about 20 to 25 miles north of him at the same altitude, he saw a chain of nine objects shoot across the sky. Um, So they were kind of like shimmering in the sun. So Arnold said the objects were about 40 to 50 feet wide and they flew between two mountains. So these two mountains were spaced over 50 miles apart. And these um, objects, they flew between them in less than two minutes so that means that these objects were flying at about 1700 miles per hour um pretty much how fast so then as soon as he landed he told everyone what he saw and then the story got really big but I didn't really read anything after that I don't it was back then so yeah I don't think there was much more to say after that um the second sighting um was in Manhattan so this is from thoughtcatalog.com 
com. So this one is called The Manhattan Abduction. This lady, her name is Linda Napolitano. She claimed to have been kidnapped out of the window of her Manhattan apartment by a flying saucer. So, quote, this is what Linda says. She said, I'm standing up on a nothing. They take me all the way up above the building. The UFO opens up like a clam and I'm in the inside. They are bringing me down a hallway doors open like sliding doors inside are all the lights and the buttons um it says it had they had a big table i didn't want to get on the table but they made me get on it and then um i started yelling so one of them tells me something that sounds like no big so i think they're trying to tell me to be quiet because they put a hand over my mouth so if you want to tell <laughs> no someone big. to be quiet be no big <laughs> Um, it says people didn't believe her story, but something that gave the story some support is there was two guards outside. So at the same time she was being abducted, uh, one of them says um, there was an oval shaped object over at the top of the apartment. Uh, we didn't know where it came from. It just happened so fast. A little girl or a woman wearing a white gown sailed out of the window in a fetal position and stood midair in the beam of light. Um, then I saw three creatures. They weren't human. Their heads were out of proportion with no hair. Those buggers were escorting her into the craft. So... That's pretty much all it says. And also it says years later in 2001, this photo was taken. I got this picture from the Internet. So there's Linda's apartment. I'll show it to you in a bit. Um, and there's like a little like it looks like they're visiting her. So it says we think aliens might have been visiting her. So outside of her window, there was a little craft waiting there. Did you so, cut and paste that? I did. <laughs> I'm cute. She I love did. that work. I so love Oops, it. Oops. Um, <laughs> so I have this other little story. Oh, wait. I have one story. There's this group of famous people, right? They're coming out of a concert. They're on a bus, right? So one of them has to go pee. And they stop at the forest. They all get off to go pee. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. <laughs> and then they see aliens and the aliens ask them for an autograph. Just kidding. It's Spice Girls. I was like, the Spice Girls. <laughs> I was kidding. like, why does this sound familiar? And as soon as you said that, I was like, done. I had that done face. I really wish I'm that done with like, you. there was just like a drone like recording all of our reactions to that. <laughs> I knew that you all were going to know like right away what I was talking about. Me. Okay. Plagiarism. That's plagiarism. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. This other story, I got it from the same uh, place. So this one, I'm just going to read it word by word. It says... When I was a kid, I lived right on the edge of the state forest. My friends and I would go adventuring out there all the time. As we got a bit older, middle school age, we started camping um, and just going to hikes for two hikes to unwind. So one night I went out for a walk by myself on the trail. This trail I knew with my eyes closed. I had left my house at maybe it was around 8 p.m. I sat down in a small clearing um, after about 20 minutes of walking. And I stared up at the stars at what I thought was an airplane until I realized it wasn't moving. 
but slightly pulsing. I could feel the pulses in my chest like they were synced up with my heartbeat. I kind of just shook it off after about maybe 15 minutes. Um, I hopped up on my mender. I don't know what that is on my way home. When I got home, all the lights were off, which I found kind of weird since it was still kind of early. But then when I went to plug my phone in, it was 2 a.m. So he left at 8 p.m. and thought he was just in the forest for 15 minutes. And then um, he came back and it was two in the morning. (gasps) Just so weird. He was abducted. Yeah. That's one of the I'm telling you, that's one of the signs. Loss of time is one of the signs Mm -hmm. that you've been abducted. Yeah. And that's on a lot of stories, actually. Um, so I'm just going to start talking about uh, alien architecture. Um, just one story, though. I don't want to get too <laughs> crazy. Um, <laughs> Guys, what? there's going to be a part two. Yeah. There is going to be a part two just for Cuddle. <laughs> I know. And I feel like I'm talking fast, but it's just. She's excited. I, a lot of, I know. I'm sorry. So I'm going to talk about the pyramids of Giza. The three Giza pyramids were constructed between 2550 and 2490 BC in Egypt. So crazy. Yeah. They were (laughs) built as tombs for the pharaohs. The first and the largest pyramid is called the Great Pyramid. It was built around 2550 BC for the pharaoh named Khufu. So this pyramid is about 481 feet tall. Each side of the pyramid is 750 six feet so the area of each side is also 5.5 acres long the angles at the base of the pyramids are basically perfect 90 degree angles so whoever designed this pyramid had to have been like a super math matician or something you know wow there are things that make people question who or what those architects might have been so first the pyramid was constructed of roughly 2.3 million stones each stone weighed from 2.5 to 15 tons so that's that's a lot of weight so in order to finish this pyramid in 23 years because that's how long it took um the workers would have had to put a block up every 2.5 minutes um every day of the week Can you, can you believe, like, can you imagine that? Like every two minutes you putting up a block that's like tons and tons of weight, you know? I would have died. I know. (laughs) First day I'm done. So, but the thing is the Egyptians, they didn't have wheels. They didn't have pulleys. They didn't have work animals. So how could they have lifted and transported these humongous stones uh, with that kind of efficiency? You know what I mean? Aliens. Aliens. That's exactly. how. Aliens. <laughs> um, additionally, hello, I'm using big words. The Great Pyramid. <laughs> the Great Pyramid. You're so, you're so, you can't say that and expect us not to say <laughs> I got that on camera too. Okay. Um, hello. Hello. So additionally, these the Great Pyramid is perfectly aligned with the magnetic north. So it is unknown how the Egyptians could have known this. The perimeter of the Great Pyramid, when divided twice by the height. So you divide the height. Right. Anyway, it the results are the number pi. So, you know, three point fourteen, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know, all the way it lines up all the way up to the 15th number. 
So also, these pyramids are super well preserved in comparison to other pyramids, despite being centuries older. So also the three pyramids align perfectly with the path of Orion's belt. Orion's belt is kind of like, you know what, what it yeah. is? It's like the Big Dipper kind of, mm-hmm. basically. Um, it's one of the most familiar asterisms in the night sky. So kind of... Um, I think that's pretty much it. It's formed by, you know, three massive stars or whatever. But I just thought that that one was a little crazy. When you started talking about the 3.15 pi thing, you lost me. (laughs) I was was like, you divided by, uh, we don't do math. (laughs) You're asking the wrong person. So the height of the pyramid divided by two, you get pi all the way up to the 15th number. You know how pi is like 3.1465, yeah. whatever. I don't even know all of it, but. So, yeah. you know math when it comes to aliens. But not in school. I was in remedial. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take remedial twice. I'm, all, I'm still in remedial. <laughs> um, somebody I try to keep somebody it help short. your girl get out of remedial. <laughs> That's crazy. I try though. to keep it short, but that one was my favorite one. I feel like the pyramid one because it's like. Who did, who did that? Uh, yeah, exactly. And I so I actually, I have a fun fact. I forgot to talk about it, but I mean, it's okay. We could it? still, I could still say it here at the end. Yeah. And it's just kind of brief. I didn't go like all into it, but um, did you know that his name is Tom, Tom DeLong? He's from, I think he's from Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Oh, he formed uh, a, what's called a Stars Academy of the Arts and Science in 2017. And it's an organization with an elite team of former government defenses and contractors who are insiders of the government. Um, and basically what they do is they talk about the truth about the UFOs and what the government doesn't want the public Everyone to know. know. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He so needs he, to start uh, spilling some stuff. He formed like his own like secret or i mean it's not so secret but like organization talking about like ufos and like conspiracy so theories like and them stuff like sitting around drinking coffee yeah like here's a picture of them Saving here's a picture so. of them <laughs> Saving so it's like a an alien book club yeah it's like an alien book club i want to yeah. go it's just like a bunch of like former government retired people Why that he get all you know what the, you know what the anthem is it's because you weren't part of blink 182 yeah damn it <laughs> But I listen to them. Turn Don't the lights count. off. <laughs> Carry me home. Oh, oh my God. I'm just kidding. It's about aliens. <laughs> it's about aliens. I knew it. I nah, knew it. Nah, nah. So your, your sighting thing, I have a fun fact. Did you know that California is the city? What is it? A state? It's a state. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> we not don't only do I not know we math. We don't do geographic either. <laughs> Don't ask us no math or geographical <laughs> questions. Nothing. <laughs> the, uh, California is the number one state for um, alien sightings and UFO sightings, and then Florida is ranked number two. Is it? I, I would have thought it was Alaska. Alaska? Alaska, California, Alaska. Like they have a small town, Nome. It's called Nome. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's a small town um, named Nome, and like people are always going missing over there. Oh really? my god! Yeah, they never oh, find no. the bodies though. Oui. I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. I don't know. But that's what I that's read That's crazy. California and Florida. Is and you lived in California. You grew up there for a little bit. I you could have been abducted. Maybe you were. If I would have stayed there, I would have been abducted. Do you have any like 
time lapse. If you do, it means you're abducted. But speaking <sighs> of that, does that mean like, you know, sometimes when you're driving home from like work or something like that, that happens to me all the time. I know what you're you talking zone about. out. Yes. 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 What if it's aliens? And then you're like, how did it get here? Yeah. Or something. Yeah, one time food. I was fucking wondering. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, one time I was like wondering in the back streets. I'm like, where the fuck am I? Where am I? Like, I'm just supposed to drive home. What am I doing? I was just driving. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like it's the music. Like yeah. You're, you're kind of paying attention yeah. to the music. And so should we get into personal encounter stories? Yes. I don't have any. I'm jealous. Well, it's do. not my personal one, but it's in my family. So it I do. You have a personal one. I have, have three of them. Four she of them. always has the good stuff. I know. Always. But I'm, yeah. I'm kind of skeptic of myself. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Go on. You Let's want me to go? See. Yeah. Okay. So I forgot what year it was. I know it was New Year's, but this was Tim when he was working for Domino's. Um, so New Year's, it just hit midnight and he said that he was driving to go make a delivery and he said that he was at a stop sign and he was looking up at the sky like at the um fireworks and he's and this was when he had a civic so he had the sunroof and so he said he was looking up at the sky and he saw this one specific firework and he said that it was glowing and he was like okay like waiting for it to pop and it never popped so he said that he stayed sitting there staring at it and then he noticed that he was sitting there staring at it for like a good eight minutes. Mm. And then suddenly it just zoomed away. Oh, so he was like, holy shit, what did I just see? So I remember like literally right after he happened, he called me all frantic. And I was like, what? what? What's going on? What? You got in a car accident? What? Like, talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I was actually at your house really? celebrating New Year's that year. And I can't remember <gasps> what year Wait, it was. At the Valley Roadhouse? Yes. Oh, dang. I don't remember what year it was, but I know it was at your house oh, that dang. year. You made menudo for the first time that year. Yeah, that was when I just got back yeah. from college. I can't um, remember I what year it was. I haven't so. gotten a plate. Just <laughs> I'll make you some. Okay. Um, so he called me. I don't know if you remember, but he called me and I walked off for a while. But I was trying to understand what he was saying because he was so frantic and he was like jumbling his words. I couldn't understand him. And then finally he calmed down and then he was like, you won't believe what I saw. I'm like shaking right now. I'm terrified. I'm like, what? What happened? And he told me and I was like, it was a firework. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it wasn't no alien. <laughs> Like there's fireworks everywhere. So then the next day he came over and he was still like scared about what he saw. And then he finally told me in detail what he saw. And I was like, you sure it wasn't a firework? And he was like, no, it was like there in the sky. He was like, I thought it was a firework. He was like, and I waited for it to pop. He was like, it never popped. It was just glowing in the sky. He was like, and then it just zoomed off and disappeared. He was like, how do you explain that? Like that, that, that couldn't have been like an airplane. It couldn't have been a helicopter. It couldn't have been a jet. It was just in the sky glowing and it just zoomed off. What? So this was a few, probably like a year or two after that happened. Yeah. Cause I had my own apartment that year. So sometime that same year, mid-year. Um, this is when we had this was when we had my sky. No. My baby. Um, I took her out when we had the apartment that had the little backyard like yours. I mm-hmm. took her outside um and she was peeing in the in the grass or whatever. And I was leaning against the balcony and I was looking up and I saw this glowing light in the sky. And I was like, Oh, it's probably like the satellite or something. And I was staring at it. And then it's staying there, and I'm like, okay, like okay what is it and then I just got like this eerie feeling like the necks like the the hairs in the back of my neck stood up and then it 
whatever it was shot down. <gasps> like I saw it like fall down and then it shot back up, stayed still and then zoomed off. Oh. But I was so like, like what, what the hell that? did I just see? And I turned around and Tim's dad was over with his wife. So I didn't want to like be crazy. Like, oh my God, I just saw a UFO. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wasn't sure what I saw. I still don't know. I'm not sure what I mm-hmm. saw, but I don't know like how else, like what to other explanation yeah. it was. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But I think Sky felt something too, because as soon as it zoomed down, like she stopped and like her ears went up. And like she stood there, but like she stood in front of me, like in a stance, like she was like protecting, protecting me. Uh-huh. And then when it shot back up and zoomed away, she like she got calm again and she was ready to go inside. Huh. It was weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was super weird. What? So then um, two nights later, I was asleep and I woke up and I saw these like big, huge, like bright lights coming in from our window. And I woke up to him. I was like, what is that? He's like, I don't know. And then like. I, f- I felt like the whole apartment shaking <laughs> and then he was like go into the bathroom go into the bathroom so like I run into the bathroom and this was like real I was like holy shit like we're gonna get abducted oh my god what do I do like I grab the dog we go to the bathroom and then like the house like the apartment starts shaking and then like something like busted through the door and like this bright light came over us and then I woke up in my bed well, I was having a dream like it was a like, super vivid like dream but like when I woke up I was like drenched in sweat like I was breathing hard and all this stuff and like Tim was like are you okay I was like yeah I had this dream and I'm, I'm telling him right and he's like I had the same dream I was like <gasps> shut up and I got the chills he goes no I'm just kidding only imagine at the moment I was like we were abducted <laughs> Damn it, man. I was so excited. I know. I was like, holy shit, it wasn't a dream. <laughs> Damn it, Tim. I was going to, I always knew I was going to throw that in there. But yeah, like that's, I wanted y'all to feel how I felt I was when like, I oh, told him about oh. this dream because I was like terrified. Like, okay, look, let me tell y'all a secret. I'm going to tell my secret to the whole world. If there's one thing I'm terrified of, like, is aliens because we still don't know anything about them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the government is obviously hiding something from us. Yes. But like, if I were to run into them, I, I wouldn't know what to do. I could run into a demon. I could do a demon, spirits, angels, whatever. I know what to do. I know how to handle that. My mom and everybody taught me how to handle that. I do not know how to handle that. <laughs> no, I don't know how I don't to handle think that shit. Way. You just, I, yeah. hi, I can't pray. Wanna... I can't pray. Hi. And then they'll go away. Like, no, they're going to take my ass. Yeah. They're like, what is she doing? Yeah. But yeah, I wanted y'all to feel, them. I wanted y'all to feel how I felt when I woke up from that dream. Like, oh my God, you didn't. Nah, nah, I didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. (laughs) Stupid ass. Oh my God. It was terrifying. And it had a sleep paralysis episode, but I don't know. Like, I I just had like a dream, like a sleep. I had a sleep paralysis episode. I was laying down in my bed and I I got the numbing feeling. And I looked up and I just saw like three figures standing over me, but they're like super tall, like inhumanly tall, standing over me. And then I snapped out of it. But that was it. Like, they were just looking at me. But I don't know if it's like alien related, yeah. related or what, but that was like my first and last time ever having that kind of experience with sleep paralysis. Right. It's weird to kind of like pinpoint to like what's aliens and what's not. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, because like I've been to like my family's ranch in Mexico and there's no city lights for like miles and miles and miles. And, um, all you see is like nothing but beautiful stars. Like if you're ever out in the 
Oh yeah, whatever. it's so open. It's, yeah, and you see a bunch of things moving, and I'm like, oh, that's probably a satellite. But I never be like, oh, that's an alien. You I know? always tell my grandma because she likes to go out at night. Like, I don't know why she does this, but she goes out sometimes when she forgets to feed the animals early. Like, she'll go out and it's oh, dark. Mm-hmm. And my grandma, like, okay, I'm terrified of the coyotes for her sake. But I'm also like, I don't want her to get abducted. <laughs> Your poor grandma. My poor grandma. And my grandpa's in a wheelchair. Like, yeah. come on. That's why I didn't like living out there in Valley Road either, because it's out there in the country. And I'm just like, oh, hell no. Which, um, when we were living at the Valley Road house, it was, I think, with my sister and my brother. They both saw, like, this weird... um green light in the sky like um i think eris was coming home and then drew was about to take off or he was coming home or something like that too but he said that they were um downtown and they saw like a big old bright green light in the sky um it wasn't like a like a like a big old flash like he said it wasn't like a big old flash through the entire sky it was just like a flash of light like in a little area and so he was like oh damn we're about to get nuked i'm gonna go home so he goes home and then he starts <laughs> telling all of us and then eris says that she sees the exact same thing on the same night so they were both coming home that same night and they both saw that big old green light like oh in the gosh. sky but they don't know like what it was it was just there mm-hmm. and then um my mom and my um stepdad actually have a story that they um, had went like camping at one of the lakes. I don't know which, I don't know if it was Medina Lake or whichever one. I tried to get them to tell me the story again today, but they never messaged me back. So <laughs> they're like, nope, we're not talking about that shit again. So, I don't blame um, you. <laughs> my my mom didn't see it. My stepdad, because my mom, um, they like were just chilling like out there and they were like, you know, drinking and stuff like on the um river or whatever and my stepdad says that he's sitting down he's like just staring out like you know at this guy and my mom turns around to get like another beer from the cooler and then he says that he saw three lights just boom, 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 like pop up like in the oh sky God. and he's like what the, honey, honey like he's trying to call my mom and she's like hold on like i'm getting like the stuff and then he sees one of them just whoop, like take off but they're the other two are just like hovering like they're like not Ooh, like waiting. Yeah, like waiting. But it wasn't like so far down, like really big. Like they were still kind of like way up in the sky. But that he just saw them like one by one, just like boop, boop, pop up. And that they both I mean, all three of them just like took off like one by one again. So they came and then they left. But it was like little red dots is what he said he saw like oh in the sky. And I think it was at Medina Lake, but I'm not sure. But he said that it was like pitch black everyone had already like stopped swimming it was night yeah and that he said another God, person i, I think nights. saw that too oh yeah but he doesn't know like he was just like yeah like i saw the, like the same thing but they didn't talk about it yeah but there was just like three dots that just popped up and then went away i, I have a question creepy, but what? can you make the sound again Boop, <laughs> <laughs> girl that's robot <laughs> but yeah i, I I love that. I love the feeling of like being out in the dark, seeing all the stars. Like I have been wanting to buy a telescope for a long time, but I want to get a good one. I don't want yeah. the ones that are like a Hobby Lobby that are like kids telescopes. Like <laughs> I want a fucking good one. A big ass Girl, telescope. I want a 5,000. John. I want a t- <laughs> John, take notes. <laughs> He's like, you're on your own, girl. <laughs> get out. I already pay for Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's super relaxing, like being out in the country oh. and looking at the sky. Yes. But then also too, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm going to see a freaking alien. Yeah. I, I am. Oh, that's why it's I do happen. it though. Like, I don't, that's really why I no, go lay you're outside. Sad, you're, you're laying out outside with a sign take me take my me i'm here I, I get naked and wrap my body in foil <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like Colorado, I feel like when they start taking um when they start taking volunteers to go to Mars, you're like you're gonna end up signing up. Oh yeah, it. I'm already signed up. They just don't know it. <laughs> I think it was like sometime last year, like every year they have like the applications out to sign up to go to Mars and like be out in Mars to like start building homes out there. I probably won't what? be building stuff. Yeah, it's like this huge thing. Like, I didn't it was, know like, about all that. over the news. It was How all are we gonna go to Mars if we haven't gone to the moon since like Do we have 60s? to pay for it? I think you have to have like certain credentials or something for you to be oh, I'm out. eligible. I have a podcast. <laughs> um, you're in. But there's some people that don't have credentials that they're considering. I don't know. You have to do like this huge application. Is that what you want for your birthday, Goto? Yeah, I want an app. I want to go to Mars. We'll find an application and we'll help her get in there. That'll be the <laughs> please my take, her. <laughs> take her Writing. now. I'm not a good writer, so <laughs> you're writing my part. <laughs> I'll write. I'll write you in. I'll write my essay. Thanks. Um, I was gonna say, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, Gato would be the one we put on her application. Yeah, willing to go towards alien life. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. I know. <laughs> I would totally volunteer for that. Not you even would. kidding. <laughs> oh man. This, this was a good topic. I liked it. This it was very scary. interesting. It was my favorite topic. They're going to know who we are now. It's out in the universe. This episode's going to be out. What if they're tuning in? Like, what if when we put, what if they're in the future and they're already tuning into our episode? That's what, Sunday? and that's what Drew heard in his headset. That's why we're going <gasps> he to say, what was he it? Said he heard, <laughs> and it wasn't my stomach. <laughs> Just I mean, it take Goddle. <laughs> take Goddle. hello, aliens. If you're listening, I have a message for you. Um, please find me. I'm always naked on my roof. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> she thought you could find me at three point one. <laughs> These are my coordinates. exact coordinates. It's three point one four. It's pi. Three point one four equals pi, all the way to the fifteenth number. Fifteenth, <laughs> the digit. I don't do math. Take Goddle. <laughs> don't take me. Don't show yourself to me. I was always good <laughs> at si- I was always good at science, but not math. Oh, and we had that class. We had a class together that nobody really knew about. It was called <laughs> what was it? Nobody would take it. It was an elective. Oh yeah. It was, like it a, was a sci-fi fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy. And it was in high school. And we took it. We took it from Mito. No, I wanted we to. Did. We took it from Mito. Remember we drew an alien or from Mito? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we drew oh an alien God. together. And I, I thought that was the that best class. class ever, but nobody really signed up for it. They were probably mm-hmm. like, look at those nerds. I know. I should I'm probably aliens. I did, did office aid instead. It was like sci fi fantasy, uh, and then we did. I just remember watching a movie with an alien. Yeah, we did sci fi fantasy, and then I forgot what the other one was. It might have been horror. 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 It was like one semester, it was like one topic, and then the next semester is another topic. That's what it was. That's cool. It was really fun. It was a fun class. Yeah. I loved it. Mm. Love Me it. too. It was my Love favorite. Love it a lot. Yes. So if you have any alien encounters. Or sightings. Or, or see sightings. Or stories. Or if you feel like you have laps in time. Or and if you want to go to Mars with lost me. time. <laughs> if you want to go to Mars with Garo. If you think you've been probed by an alien being. Send us your stories at scarynotscarypodcast.gmail.com. Dot com. Um, you can also check out our website. You can email us from there too at scary, not scary, podcast.com.com.com. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Caro like moves her head when we yeah. say that. I'm just like, mm, I'm not gonna say dot com. <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't want to do it um, to the Gmail or send it to the website, you can always Facebook messenger us. Yeah, Instagram send me a message, personal message, Twitter message us. Mm-hmm. We'll read them. We'll take them. Yes, yeah. we'll take them any which way. We don't Facebook discriminate. And um, keep them PG thirteen or not. If you don't, them. if you don't put attention, Goddle. <laughs> if they're rated XRZ, attention, Goddle. <laughs> if Thanks. it's scary, just send pictures of pugs to Ashley. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to follow us on our social media sites. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have our personal Snapchats. Yes. Yay. Um, we'll probably post another picture of it because it's probably way far down there, right? What? Our picture our of our snap. Codes. Yeah, we could update. Well, I have it in our highlights. Oh, it's okay. in our highlights. Cool. When you go, oh, I didn't even when you go on our Instagram page in our highlights. You can click that there. You there, go. It's on our highlights. You can see our codes. If you can't, just let us know, and then we can repost. We can repost them. Yeah, yeah. we could update for twenty twenty. That's fine. I can do that. Um, and check out our Patreon page if you like to support us. Become a Patreon donor. If you don't want to, that's fine. Just listening to us and reading and reviewing us is all we can ask for. <laughs> rate and review. Um, mm-hmm. If you can rate and review us on the iTunes podcast app, subscribe to us on Spotify. Um, you can do the same thing on iHeartRadio. We are on Stitcher. We are in yeah, Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. I saw that. Yeah. We're on Ooh, a bunch of them. I was looking yeah. at Buzzsprout and I was like, oh, we're like subscribed to all of these. Like <laughs> we're like pretty much like all of the major ones. Like we're nice. We're Yay. on. So I can't name all of them, but those are the biggest ones that I can remember. Very soon. We're also going to be trying out Podbean. Um, they actually reached out to us and asked us if we wanted to, um, pretty much create an account with them and what that is is live streaming live stream so we're planning on in the future doing an episode where we're actually going to live stream the episode we'll let everybody know at least a week or two in advance um so that way we can have you guys listening live to us you can hear all of our shenanigans (laughs) we're not even sure we're going to do a topic for this live stream maybe it'll just be like a random like a rando yeah random topic yeah like a random episode audio live stream yeah, Not video. It's audio. Yeah. So you'll it's like listening to the radio. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's going to be an audio live stream. You can literally like there's codes that we're going to give you to log in. When you log in, you'll hear um, pretty much like our radio show. And then we'll have a laptop up and you can send us in your questions, whatever. Talk we'll to get them live and we can answer to you live. Um, I think there's also a way you can call in to yeah. like a live radio show. Um, so more to come but yes we're planning on doing that very soon we're super excited and we're happy that Podbean actually reached out to us they said that they found our podcast and they think that we would be great candidates for it so we're looking into it so we'll let you know when that happens we'll be um putting it out on our social media so just keep an eye out yay it's gonna be fun get your questions ready yeah, you better get your questions. <laughs> your questions. Your questions. I saw that video asking all them questions. Remember that one? Assuming. <laughs> um, I think that's it. 
So that's it for now. How about aliens? Remember aliens. to wear your aluminum foil hats if you want to reach out to them. If not, then just ignore them. <laughs> I don't know what to do. If you do encounter them, I guess just go with them willingly. If you have dentures, yes. apparently they'll have fun with you. <laughs> um, and if you want them to shut up. If you have a dog. Your dog will protect you. <laughs> if you have a cat, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Apparently, cats are aliens. No big. Remember to tell them no big. No big. No make them Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no big. No big. <laughs> and until next time, remember to always stay scary. No big. No big. No big. <laughs> no big. Beep boop.